This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMinn, along with Eric Barfell, talking about the Ten Commandments on this podcast, because that would just be a good, solid, foundational aspect. Moses goes up, he meets with God, God gives him the commandments. And one of the things actually I was thinking about when, when Moses went up there to meet with God, there's specifications, Ten Commandments. There are things about the temple, how it's going to be built, mm-hmm. who's going to do it. And I'm 40 days. Boy, I've had to be taking some notes. Yeah, right. I was, right. I was thinking about how smart was this guy to go up there and hear all mm-hmm. these things, remember and all then, these things, right? And, and actually, this the, was go ins- back down and tell all the people what he just said. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. And this, because it's not just like the Ten Commandments is chapter 20, there's lots of stuff that oh went on in that conversation between God and Moses. Yeah. But it was inscribed in stone. Like there were mm-hmm. stone tablets he made to it cut the out. The finger of God inscribed right. it on stone. He, he put it in there, so it was pretty awesome, actually. So God spoke all these words. He said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And it was so fresh because he had just done that. And they had mm-hmm. crossed the Red Sea. And now they, they're kind of coming like one of the first things are coming to this Mount Sinai. They're going to yep. get the law. And you shall have no other gods before me. And that's the first one. No other gods. What does he go down and see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're worshiping. Oh, messed they're, up. Yeah, they're worshiping a calf. <laughs> yeah, a giant that's gold just, statue. Joshua, I hear the sound of victory in the camp. He goes, that's not the sound of victory. That's the sound of defeat. That's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what right. that sound is. So, yeah, it was an amazing story, but you're not supposed to have any other gods. There's only one. Mm-hmm. The Lord your God is one. And one of the things that we believe is there is only one God that we're going to go. And we don't really... Well, mm-hmm. some people are getting pretty close to worshiping stars at this point and tarot cards and be guidance mm-hmm. and a whole host of other things. For the most part, I would say if something is going to become a god, it would be your own pride, money, sex, food. You name it, food. I yeah. mean, there can be anything yeah. that can become more important to you than God. So whatever's displacing yeah. God is a god, right? Yeah. No, we did. We did a study a few years ago called "Gods at War," and it was this. This exactly, and it's not. Um, what's the word limited to just the, you know, five, six things that he listed, but it was exactly that food, money, sex, you know, power, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. What, what can consume our thoughts and our minds and like what, what captivates our drive and our desire? What do we want? What are we going after? Well, Hey, you might want to analyze this. Right. Might be, you know, might be kind of a God. Well, and you don't want to fool yourself because you're not fooling God. Right, like he's exactly. gonna know if, if you're not. He also says, "You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is under heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children." to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Which is going to be astounding because that's going to get repeated after that golden calf incident, which yeah. is going to happen in a matter of days from here. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about that as like God's knowing already what these people are up to. They're going to be worshiping false gods. And I like this command because it just makes it simple. Don't carve anything and worship it. Yeah. That's simple. It's simple, but is it easy? 
I'm not talking about having other you know guys like idolatry, like in our hearts, having another yeah. God, but I'm thinking of what they were doing in that day when they had shrines, Asher poles, all the stuff. Sure. You just shouldn't be worshiping that. Like, so mm-hmm. the bills they would have, they would always work this way. Like they, they would have these like little gods that they would make and they would yeah. craft, whether it's wood or stone or gold or hmm. silver. And then, then they would start worshiping that. And he's like, if you just not do yeah, that, right. I mean, that would, that would be part of, not falling into idol worship, don't yeah. have an idol. Even when sure. the when you think of David's day, I believe it was David. No, it was uh, Samuel's day, and the Ark of the Covenant got captured by the Philistines, and they had mm-hmm. this false god Dagon, and they had mm-hmm. a temple, and they put the Ark, and then the God has fallen down face first to the yeah. Ark of the Covenant. The hands break off it. Then yep. they're starting to get. I think it was like a mouse infestation and tumors and all kinds of bad Ooh. things were happening because they had this Sick. Ark, and their God was knocked straight down on the ground, they, but they shouldn't have had an idol. They shouldn't have right. had, you, you look at the, the Buddhas, you look at all these other mm-hmm. kind of things in other religions. He's not us. Yeah. You see a cross, like there'll be a cross in the churches, right. but you're not going to have any graven image of the Lord. Yeah. No, that that's a good point. Cause you do see a lot of those like little Buddha statues and stuff. Right. People's gardens. Yep. Garden gnomes. Yeah, gnomes I wouldn't worry about too much. <laughs> Just kidding. A little else. But yeah, because there are, there are a lot of statues, but not gods. I mean, you shouldn't have something right. that you're going to worship and you're going to be looking to as apart from the Lord. Now, there's been debate over time. Well, what about a picture of Jesus Christ? And then sometimes I'd even be worried about that. You know, should I? But Christ did come here in the flesh. I don't mind having a painting of Christ or when they put one up of Jesus. Mm. I've never been against that because you think about how much art, religious art there is, even even if you go into the uh, Cleveland Museum of Art. Oh, it's very historical. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Byzantine period and Mm -hmm. whatnot. There's the Last Supper of Christ. Like, I don't mind that kind of stuff, and I don't think he's saying that. But for us at our home, there shouldn't be any little idols that we carved out because God is spirit, and we don't know what he looks like. Mm -hmm. And you can't capture him. Sure, sure. So that should not be something we would worship. interesting. Then he goes on. He says that... You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Ooh. Whenever people are like, oh, my God, I'm like, oh, my what? Right. And sometimes they're like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Right. What would you say? Some people, like, catch it right away. Sometimes I'll do that with students. I'm like, what did you just say? They're like, oh, uh, oh my goodness. I'm like, that's what I thought you that, said. Yeah, exactly. That's what you should. OMG yeah. is one I don't use personally, even the abbreviation. Right. Um, gosh, maybe I'll say, I don't even know if I do. I guess you guys would have to tell me. But yeah, to use God's name or or Jesus Christ as a swear word. No, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, no I, I no. don't believe in that. I was interested in Jacob and Esau in that story when Jacob goes and uh, steals the blessing. How did you find it so quickly, my son? God bless me in my heart. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you bringing oh. God into this lie. You're lying. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. telling God about it. You're bringing God into it. <laughs> and I thought, that's got to be a way of taking yeah, the Lord's name in me when I'm like, I swear by God that I did. You're not even telling the truth. Yeah, that's a, not a good thing. Huh. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I've always, in, in my mind, whenever I read that verse, even from when, when I was a kid, I always like pictured... Like the name of God, like, like on a wall or something, people like vandalize it, like graffiti it, right. and just like tarnish it. Kind of I'm like, no, like it, it, that's always been like the right. visual in my head. This like idea of like vandalism, 
I think that God's name should have respect. And they had so much respect, they wouldn't even say his name. They wouldn't even say Yahweh. Yeah. They would say the name. That's what right. they called Hashem, the name. We, to us, I mean, we use the name God, and, and mm. we'll just say it. We'll say, Dear Heavenly Father. You know, we're not afraid to say that, but it shouldn't be used in an empty way. So I think sometimes, am I joking around? Like, I don't want to ever say anything sacrilegious. Right, right. You know, or, or joking or being funny when I'm praying. Uh huh. It's like, it's like, I know God appreciates a sense of humor, I'm sure, is yeah, yeah. like anyone else, but there's still this reverence, you know, that we keep for the Lord Absolutely. and using his name. And I think one way maybe you could take the Lord's name in vain too would be you're out there talking God, but you're not walking God. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be you're gonna be up in front of people talking God. Are you walking God? Yeah, right. Because if you're right. not, aren't you taking His name in vain and just you know mm. the name of God's on your lips? Yeah, but it's not not in the trenches. So it's good. Point. Be careful how you live. Right. It's a good point. And, and then we've got to also remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son, or your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your livestock, or your sojourner within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Mm. I've, I've really taken that seriously, just one out of seven rest. The Sabbath would be Saturday, that's the seventh day. For us, in the way the weekends were, kind of Sunday is more mm-hmm. like our day of rest. Yeah. So for me, I would never, I don't weed, I don't mow, I don't paint, I don't do any kind of physical work at all on that day. Even when we were renovating our house, I would tell mm-hmm. the guys who were working on it, no one's working here on Saturday. Sunday, I mean, and that became a nice thing because then that was the day I would spend with my family Yeah, because I'm such a workaholic. If I didn't have that yeah. boundary that God gave me to just, mm-hmm. hey, this is a different day. This is yeah. not a day to just go doing anything. It really led me, I'm in church, of course, as a pastor, but then I'm spending time with my family yeah. later in the day yep. instead of going out mowing, weed eating, yeah. and trying to catch up yeah. on chores. So no, I, that helped that's me a, good, a lot. That's a really good boundary to have. Right. Um, and for people who are, like, just signing up their kids for every sport, they're like, oh, yeah, there's games on Sunday. There's practice on Sunday. It's like, when do you guys take a break? When do you guys right. have family time? Right. Like, even you guys. That, and I'm not talking about coming here and being with me. I'm, no, I'm talking about you guys together. When do you have that time set aside, if ever? Ooh, I mean, you got to – it's a Ten Commandments. I think you should probably have a right. Sabbath rest. We'll look at Chick-fil-A to this day. Yeah. They're not Sundays open on, on Sunday, and they're exactly. still they're one of the top fast food places mm-hmm. in the world. I yeah. mean, they're so successful, yeah. and yet they take one day off and prove that hey, you can it's get Hobby it Lobby done. Too? Do they have that I, day off? I know they're that's Christian. Possible. That's possible. I'm not sure about them. I know Chick Fil A is the big one that yeah. really actually yeah, does oh, yeah, that. Definitely. And it used to be in uh, with the Jewish stores in the mall back in the Philadelphia area. They would be closed on Saturday, hmm. like they wouldn't be open. They took their one and seven off. But I grew up. Where I where I did grow up in the mountains of northeastern Pennsylvania, I remember even in my college days being in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, around where my dad and mom were living. There was no one mowing. There's no one hanging hmm. clothes on the clothesline. There's no one. They did not work on Sunday. Like hmm. it was like the whole community nice. was so influenced by the Bible that. Everyone knew, no, this is not a day for the lawnmowers to be mowing. This is not a day for the, yeah. and they just, they took, they all took it really seriously. And you Good. saw it migrate and change. Like they used to have this thing called the blue laws, probably before your day. And they would be days where there were certain towns, like nothing be open on a Sunday. Of course, mm-hmm. your hospitals and yeah. whatnot, but yeah. the blue or, laws, you did not. Even alcohol for a long time in Ohio, and I don't know if it's still this way or not. 
you couldn't sell alcohol on Sunday. Yep. Yeah, I I remember that, and um, or at, at least places would like close early on Sunday or right. like open late or something. Um, I always like to see that kind of thing. And as the days go on, and and it's like Christmas Day, it's like a oh, normal hours. What? Yeah, yeah it just it just it saddens me. Honestly, right. it's like oh. Well, it used to be Someone's for Wednesday night, it. a lot of things wouldn't go on the schools on Wednesday night because they knew so many kids were involved in church and youth groups and stuff. Yeah. So then Wednesday night was special. And then Sunday, when I was a head coach, I don't think any team practiced on Sunday. Some teams would have to come in and watch film like football, and maybe there'd be some of the junior varsity sports that would play on Saturday. Once in a while, we'd have a Saturday soccer game. Mm-hmm. Typically, no. I mean, it's the not Saturday, but definitely not Sunday. Now today, it seems like they're blowing through that guardrail, mm. like that boundary, mm-hmm. and it's not really. Yeah, times have changed, unfortunately. It, it is. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. First first command with a promise is right there. Honor Amen. mom and dad. And yep. I how what do you think about that? Honoring your parents. I think it's important. But I mean, I what how would you practice it though? Uh respect, obey, listen to. Right. I'm uh, sure you always did your whole acknowledge, life. Acknowledge, maybe. <laughs> Oh, dude, I'll tell you, I know I was not following that commandment 100% when I was a kid. Like, I know, to be honest, like, I did not. And my dad was on my case about chewing gum, and he wasn't around. A lot of times I was chewing gum. Yeah. If he, I wasn't perfect, that's for sure. My mom, yeah, she didn't have a great handle on us, yeah, to no. be honest. But then you get older, you grow up, and you start to think about it more and you're like, no, you know, like those are my parents and it's not mm-hmm. that they're trying to even make you obey cause you're an adult now, but just yeah, the, right. the respect when my dad was dying of cancer, you know, the brothers got together to take care of him, And so that we would, I would try to go two days every other week. Cause I was out in Ohio. He was in Eastern PA, but I try to go back. I'm glad I did, you know, until his dying day. Like yep. I would just go take my turn, relieve my one bro. Mm-hmm. And so he could go do other things because he was there like 24-7. And then my other younger brother would come in and help a lot. And and we just did it, you know, my, to show love to my dad. I thought it was super, super yeah. important. My mom, I mean, I would do, I loved her. I would do anything for her. I wasn't a big keep in touch person. Mm-hmm. Like I never was. Mm-hmm. Not not ever, yeah. you know. Uh, but, man, I loved her. And she would text us every day. You know, she would send a text to all the nephew, all her grandkids, her kids. Nice. You know, so it was nice. Yeah. So I would probably try to, over time, make sure I was responding to that. Mm -hmm. You know, got out to see her before she died. I mean, I saw her, told her I loved her the night she died. Hmm. And Jerry was like, should we go? Like, should we just go to the hotel room or... You know, just should we stop by the house? Because by the time we got there, it was like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. I said, no. Mm-hmm. I said, I want to see her tonight. You know, let her know that we got in. Hey, mom. And she was real yeah. tired. Hey, love you and stuff. Next morning, my brother calls me. He's like, mm-hmm. she was gone. I'm like, man, I'm glad. I Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was, I can't tell you what kind of comfort that was, that I had a chance to tell her that one more time. Yeah. If I went back to that hotel room and didn't see her that night, I'd have been kicking myself for the rest of my life. You yeah. Know, so. But, I mean, those little things, really. It's just your, It's just respect. It's helping them out. It's. Mm-hmm. making sure they're okay. It's keeping in touch. It's, yeah, absolutely. As an adult, I'm thinking as an adult, obviously as a child. No, when we, when we were Listen. kids, man, woo, you better run. You, I mean, actually, you better not run. You better do what mom says the first time because we weren't afraid of, like, cops and stuff. Right. We were afraid of mom. Right. We were afraid of mom. Like, it, it didn't matter what the law was. Dude, it wasn't going to compare to the fury of mom. Right. 
And I mean, dad, they were on the same page too. Dad wasn't as like vocal about it necessarily. I remember we were wreaking havoc with the, we weren't wreaking havoc. We were hanging out with the neighborhood kids one time. And the one kid was like, do you guys always do what your mom says? And me and my brother look at each other. And I was like, I do. Yeah, right. he doesn't. <laughs> but uh, compared to you guys, yeah, it might it would probably seem like all the time. Cause right. I mean, yeah, it was just a lot different. It was like, no, you're going to do what mom says and you're going to do it. I learned. I'm in, I'm doing it the first time. Right. <laughs> it I was didn't saying, work out for me the other ways. Yeah, exactly. I was saying honoring my dad when I was in high school was I did not give him a hard time. Mm-hmm. Like I only back talked to him twice. He made it memorable both times. Mm-hmm. I just if I knew he needed wood to heat the house in by the like stacked up by, I would just do it without him asking me, and make sure it got done. We tried to help my dad when he was real tired and in college. And we were in high school, maybe heading, starting to head to college ourselves. Mm-hmm. He worked at a gas station and was full serve. Some of the okay, pumps, yeah. we would go just tell him, hey, sit down, rest, we'll take care of it. Yeah. We gave, I mean, when I was a junior, I gave 70% of everything that I made to my dad. Mm. As a senior, I gave uh, 60% of everything that I made to my dad mm. to pay bills. So we worked, I mean, I was working every day after school. Yeah. And Thursday right. nights, Friday night later, Saturday, I mean, I was just... You had to. I mean, it's just that to me, that was all honoring parents. It was like we worked together. We helped cut wood. We, I didn't give my dad a hard time. I didn't listen on every little, like I said, if I wanted to chew gum or listen to what I wanted to listen to, you know, I was kind of free with that part of it. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, we were always in church together. We were, Mm -hmm. you know, backing him. We'd be there on work days. We just. Yep. No, we always had to help my dad work the land, run the mower, and we, you know, dump the bag of grass into the, the trash can or the wheelbarrow, haul it out to the woods and all the, man, it was just like, yeah, we always joke. He was like a slave driver. It's like, all right, Saturday morning, here we go. We got to right. strip the bed, got to do the laundry, got to clean the whole house top to bottom. He was like, man, I, we loved having snow days because it was a day off of school where we didn't have to clean the house. Right. It, like it was like the best thing ever. Oh, I bet I mean, it felt great. And that's what Saturday was like known for. It was like, oh, we got to <clears> clean this whole house. We're going to get yelled at all morning long. It's just like you grew up in a different house than my kids grew up in. I yeah, right. That. They just slept like, in oh whenever they wanted. Goodness. I finally say, "Hey, I'm not going to do this work by myself. I'd only be going out at like 9:30. I expect them to come work with me when I did. But yeah. a lot of all the warm weather, we we're always yard sailing. Yeah, oh, so okay. they never they could go yard sailing. And I always take them out for treats yep. or lunch. Yep. You know, we were together, so it was a whole different thing. But we all through the week we did our work. Yeah, so oh, they would yeah. still do chores. They didn't get out of that. I can tell you. But I, I think just honoring your your parents. There's, there's so many ways you can do that. I think the mm-hmm. obedience, not having a bad attitude, and sometimes like you never will understand your parents until you are a parent. When you have sure, kids of your sure. own, you truly understand your parents so much better because then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's why they said mm-hmm. that. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. why he was frustrated. <laughs> that's why he was so frustrated. Yeah. with it. And it's just like all the things he said and did or uh-huh. she said and did made yep. so much more sense. When sure. you got your own kids running around, you see what they do to you. <laughs> then you're like, oh. I just, and then you didn't realize like how hard it was to come home and raise kids after working hard all day. Like, you don't even think about that. Like you're a kid, you're just going to school, you're yeah, coming in right, and all this right. stuff. Like you don't realize like what it took for them to spend time with you mm-hmm. or to be there, what they were going through, the financial pressures they were under, sometimes marital pressures they were under, all that kind of stuff. You have no clue. Then you go through it, and then you're like, oh, okay, now I understand yep. that, why he yep. was so upset at us that day. And yeah, I right, thought it was right. actually a good thing. I know we only got through half of this, but we'll have to do another half on another day. But 
to me, it's so important. I mean, I love the Ten Commandments and the first four are about God and the last six are about people. And I've always seen the Ten Commandments as, well, for one, their statements are reality. It's not just a commandment. This is life as it really works. Yeah, Life works best if this is the way yep. that we live. And it's also about how to get along in your community. That can't be stealing. can't be killing you. Mm-hmm. I can't be lying to you. I can't be coveting your stuff. Yeah, can't absolutely. be cheating on my wife. There's not going to be any peace or harmony that way. So it's right. like, how do you keep in harmony with the people around How you. To which make God order was, out of the chaos. Yeah, really. So I think Ten Commandments is just a beautiful thing, but I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, talking through some of these things. And absolutely. Good, good reminders of growing up, good reminders yeah, of being a right, parent right. and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, hope that you've enjoyed the show and gotten something out of it. We'll pray that you have a awesome and a blessed week.